Good Vibe Cinema presents Vibe Talking. Hey party people, welcome back to another exciting episode of Vibe Talking, a podcast about films with off-the-charts vibes, films from the golden age of adult cinema. And we are back. Season two is going strong. Damn, boy. <laughs> I'm Big Terry, executive producer of Good Vibe Cinema, and I'm joined here by my friend, neighbor, and co-host, Manny B. That's right, I'm a thick-ass boy. Damn. I feel like we need the context for that, but okay. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't know, look it up. Okay. And tonight we are talking about Star Virgin, the 1979 film written by Humphrey Knipe and directed by Howard Zeem. Two interesting names here. Wait, are you sure about that? Because I watched Star Virgin, the 1988 uh, movie from Pony Canyon about a superheroine dressed in an atomic bikini who sets out to save a friend from monsters, aliens, robots, and a villain who wants to destroy Japan. Are we not talking about that star virgin? No, we are not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a good thing I didn't get confused. I had no idea this movie existed before tonight. Um, The other star virgin. But the star virgin we're talking about... You you, have seen it. You're aware of its existence, right? I have definitely watched it. I'm not doing the thing I used to do where I talk about movies I haven't seen yet. I watched this movie. I enjoyed it. I liked it when you pitched me on the idea of it. You said, hey, you should check out this movie, Star Virgin. And then you gave me a synopsis and I was like, ooh, I'm down. Yeah, this movie is really fun. We are continuing with our season two, spicing things up. We got no Spinelli. We got no Damiano. We got we no Harry Reid. I don't know here. who any of these guys are. I don't know who any of these <laughs> actors are. Like, we're just totally keeping things fresh. But another thing that this movie does that is completely different than everything else we've covered. I actually don't have a hot take on this film. Ooh. I think it's just a fun movie to watch. And yeah. I think that's all it's trying to be, and I think that's all it needs to be. And the the sex in it is pretty good. It there's is. Some, it's actually a little bit spicy. Spicy, spicy sex. Mm-hmm. Some problematic stuff. We'll we'll get to that eventually. But <laughs> overall, it's it's pretty much a good time. Yeah. So the premise of this movie, which I love, just I love. <laughs> well, I just love anything that's just doing a thing. <laughs> I appreciate. And this is doing a thing, and it stays committed to doing it's a thing. It's doing several at least things. In the wraparound. So, the premise of this movie is that it is the future, or perhaps the past, but in a futuristic sense. And there is a robot that looks like a trash can, and there's a spaceship with a bunch of chrome plants and just a lot going on. And there's a sexy chick in a silver bikini that's the last human on Earth, or space, or wherever they're at. And she wants to know about humanity, she wants to know about sex, and so this robot is, like, telling her, like, what it used to be like when people existed, and of course he was not there, so his stories are all over the place. So he's doing what we all do, and it's just make shit up and hope that nobody calls you on it. And it is fucking hilarious. There is a part where he's telling the story of Adam and Eve, but it's through the lens of, like, Greece. There's a part where he's, like, telling her about, like, the devil, but it's, like, a silent film Dracula movie. Like, they just do a bunch of vignettes of these, like, different little stories that he's telling her. And each one is, like, a completely different genre and each one goes hard into that genre and each one really nails the genre so i think it's fucking fun i think the costumes and like just the showmanship are great and i think just the full embracing of just the campiness and like ridiculousness of everything they're doing i think it's just fun and i i really dug this movie i dug it too you know it's definitely something that I could see myself going back and watching just for fun every now and then. So in that regard, I think it succeeds at what it sets out to do. But of course, you know, like we tend to say a lot, movies from this time period 
don't always get things right and they handle things in kind of like a goofy sort of way sometimes. I love just how campy it is at the start. Mm -hmm. I'm saying campy, but at the same time, it's got production value. And I really like that a lot about it because it would have been so easy for them to just have it be something to where it's like, oh, you're on a ship and we're just going to have these guys with like blue face paint on as aliens and they're going to come out and, oh, they're going to teach you about sex, you know, and have it be that. But have kind of this cute, charming little story of this like overwhelmed robot. You <laughs> the know? robot is good. Because <laughs> it's just, it's doing the robot voice the whole time, but it's like a British voice too, so that makes it even funnier. Yeah, I just, also love that there's nothing sexy about the robot whatsoever. Like, yeah. this design is so funny. Because <laughs> that was the thing that I was kind of worried about at first. It's Carrie Clark, who was... Um, I think she was like a penthouse cover model is is what I read about her. And so she comes out and like, you know, she's very glammed up and like her outfits are like ridiculously sexy. It's like, why would you dress this like cloned human woman that you're keeping around for whatever purposes? They never, they never actually get into the reason why they have a cloned human woman on their ship but whatever. And they've got her in these like sexy, skimpy little outfits and it's just kind of like, dude, it's a porno movie. Like, that's that's the whole explanation well, for okay, everything. I think it's so funny, though, too, like, because the robot has his own, like, characterization. And, like, as yeah. the story goes on, we realize that he's kind of, like, a hypocrite, you know? Because, like, as I'm watching it, it's so funny because, like, just the first image of the film, you know, like, when it shows her, it's, like, panning up, and we go over her crotch, and it's just, like, the most out-of-control camel toe <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like, the bush is busting out of this little thing. It's wild. Can, bush cannot be contained. <laughs> it is out of control. Yeah. And, uh... But appropriate for the time. Looks great. Yeah. No judgment. <laughs> Just a bold look, for sure. <laughs> um, and, like, the robot, like, she asked him, she's like, why do I have to be wearing these clothes? And, oh, her voice bugged, I gotta say. She's doing, like, a, like... Just, little baby talk. Baby. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like care for that. It Especially because she talks a lot. It's kind of hard to, like, understand her at some points, though. Yeah. So, she's... She's like, why do I have to wear clothes? And he's like, because the human body is disgusting and we have to cover it up. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Which is some wild shit to have a character say in a porno. Like, we need to cover your gross body. Ew, I see your camel toe and your bush is sticking out. But it's also like... Cover up. What is wrong with you? He put that outfit on her and it's like, why didn't he pick something with, like, more coverage? (laughs) Well, I thought about it, but we are making a porno, so, you know. (laughs) And then, like, as, you know, as he keeps talking throughout, you know, like, he's just like, oh, sex is so stupid and primitive. (laughs) And then by the end, like, he's getting all hot and bothered. Like, it's so funny. Like, And, like, at the same time, his, like, supervisor is, like, getting on to him. He's like, what is going on there? And he's like, oh, no, oh, no. And you have 30 seconds to get your shit together. It's like the funniest thing ever. Yeah, I don't know if, if you said this before, uh, the director, uh, ha- Howard Zing. What is it? Let's check the notes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he directed uh, Flesh Gordon, which uh, I've never seen that all the way through, but I feel like when I was a kid, I accidentally saw some scenes from it because... It got confused with the movie Flash Gordon, which was basically... Flash Gordon was one of the big inspirations for Star Wars. Um, Flesh Gordon was like the porn parody of it. When did that come out? Uh, Flesh Gordon... Crap. It definitely came out before this, but you'll have to vamp for a few seconds so I can look this up. Is it something we need to cover on the podcast? I think it is something that we need to cover on the podcast, especially if a bunch of people write to us at vibetalking at gmail.com and say, please talk about Flesh Gordon and Emmanuel in Outer Space and this film and that film, and then we can... Yeah, 1974 was Flesh Gordon. Okay. Yeah, Howard Zine. So Um, this guy was a somebody. This wasn't just some random movie. Man, the, the, the porn industry, like... 
very early on was doing those porno spoofs and trying to capitalize on like, oh, did you like Flash Gordon? Maybe you'd like Flash Gordon with tits and ass and some dick and balls. We could just make any movie just a little <laughs> bit better. What if we did Westworld, but like, there's fucking. We did that. Everybody should go look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Go go check out Sex World if you haven't. What's wrong with you? Oh, it's so good. But anyway, so where were we? Okay. I, we were just talking about the whole vibe, but like, yeah. should we just, should we start breaking it down? Are you ready to get into it? Or yeah. Or do you have so, any more opening thoughts? So, no, like, uh, what, what, so Star Virgin is like hanging out with the robot on the ship and then he starts, he starts trying to explain to her like, sex is like this gross thing that like was invented in 1950 with Adam and Eve. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I love this so much. So when I watched this movie... I literally just kind of put it on in the background. Like, I got the DVD because I was just like, it was on sale. And I was like, oh, it seems interesting, whatever, you know, more shit to watch. And I finally put it on when I was putting my Christmas tree up. So (laughs) I needed something going on in the background. And so I put it on and I was kind of like not really watching it the first time around. And then when it gets to this part, I'm like, wait, what? Like, because I didn't realize it was going to have different little vignettes, which I love. Like, just throwing it out there, like, I think one acts are just the perfect type of thing. (laughs) I don't want to watch a full play. I want to watch four short plays. You want a little amuse-bouche, a little, you know, quick bites, get in, get out. I do. Yeah. Like I'm like, you know what? All the all the space stuff is so fun, good, no complaints. But it's like each of these little things I was like, ooh, okay, oh, what's this? Now I'm paying attention to this, you know? And I thought that this was just the funniest thing ever. So according to this robot's like understanding of humanity, sex was invented at Monroe High School in nineteen fifty. <laughs> and just again they just go into each little vignette just so like they go hard like the costumes look great the guy the guy that's doing the like grease thing you know like he's doing the voice he's like got the little comb like just how he's constantly like posing and shit like he's just nailing it he's so funny he's so good they have music in each section that's like clearly like written for you know the piece and it's just like it's so funny like because it sounds like just like good like 50s music or whatever but then you start listening to it and it's just like so like so like dumb and cheesy and like (laughs) just like rando fucking lyrics like just oh it was just so funny and so eve is like hey like adam we should hang out you know and he's like oh yeah what do you want to do she's like oh i heard about this amusement park the garden of Eden, and they just like drive off into the forest and he's like oh this is gonna be so lame and then she's like oh come on it's gonna be fun babe you know they get out there and like the, the security's like all right well don't touch anything or eat any fruit or nothing like that you know <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you know where okay, this is headed <laughs> and then this was the funniest thing in the world i just once this started happening i stopped decorating my tree and i sat down and i started watching the movie there is this guy in a snake costume like chilling in a tree smoking a fucking cigar he's got his like big sunglasses oh my god my fucking dude saw this and was like i feel like you would think this guy is hot and i'm like shut up oh my god yeah, this guy is <laughs> like. There's so many different things. There's so many different ways you could portray, like, you know, the devil taking the form of a snake, and like the way they do it for this is so perfect for the it's tone so they're going for. Funny, because he's just like a regular, like full sized person, but he's just got like a fucking genie snake tail on, and he's just like his whole bit is he's acting like a porn director. Because he's like, he's like, hey, buddy, not like that. Yeah, there you go. That's the way to do it. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you stick it in her mouth? (laughs) He's like so slimy, but it's not like disgusting. Now, they do pull down fruit, and instead of just eating it, they're like, oh, look at this banana. What if I shoved this banana in? So, and that, you know, and I was, I was ready for us to get into that because I know we both had a lot to say about that in Devil and Miss Jones. Yeah. Now, here's what I'm going to say about it. 
I actually didn't mind it. It bothered me more in Devil and Miss Jones, even though this was way more graphic and way nastier. Well, unlike Devil and Miss Jones, later on in the story, there's a woman dancing with a snake. I know. What's up with that? Wait, yeah. when did Devil and Miss Jones come out? Devil and Miss Jones was 72? Before this. Yeah, it was before this. I'm like, so yeah, it could be a little inspo, or maybe some of these ideas are just kind of basic, you know? I, I feel like putting fruit in people is like something that... Oh, shit. everyone's doing it. Yeah, they've everyone's been doing, doing like, it. We've been doing it since like the ancient Greeks, but like, you know, as it being a trope in porn, it, it probably predates Devil and Miss Jones. You know what, though? Here's why I didn't mind it, though. Because one, just, I felt like it made sense, Adam and Eve and the Forbidden Fruit. Like, it's like, okay, like, that's a thing. Those are We're doing a thing. Themes. We're doing a thing, you know? Also, because of just the absurdity of everything that's going on, I found it more funny than nasty. Even though it was nasty for me, not my thing. But, like, in Devil and Miss Jones, I was just like, ew, why are we doing this? Like, this is coming out of nowhere. Like, this is just, like, not hot. In this one, I'm like, oh, my God, of course they're going to do that. Like, there's a part where, like, you know, it gets, like, quickly escalates but like it starts it's like oh just like suck on this pineapple or whatever and then he's like why don't you grab that can of peaches out of the that's tree that's where they crossed the line for me that was so that funny that is where though. I was like uh uh-uh. so funny the can was growing in the tree yeah I loved it and then he just grabs it and then just dumps it on it all over the place and so like she's got like peach juice which like if you've ever touched peach juice, it's the fucking worst, man. Because that shit, like, turns into just sticky, like, slime covering everything so quickly. Like, almost instantly. But then, like, when he dumps it on her, he's, like, mushing around, like, the chunks of peaches. That and was like, no, nice. stop. I knew you were going to hate that. Yeah. <laughs> it also, like, just, it smells funny to me. Like the, You're just imagining how it smelled. It, it. I don't want to be reminded of old, like, school cafeteria smells while I'm, like, <laughs> watching people fuck. Like, I love that you're imagining how it smells because every time I see I someone... I can't help it! I always think of how something would feel. Like, anytime someone puts something in their body that I know would be cold, mm. it bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Or mushy, like... No, oh. I don't. I don't think it'd be an enjoyable experience at all. No. But these two actors fucking went with it, and they made it really funny, and it didn't bother me to watch. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought they were two attractive performers, and I felt like they were giving it 200%. So I kind of felt like with it. if you take away the the fruit stuff, and definitely take away the peach juice, that was, keep that was the snake. <laughs> well, like, yeah, the guy in the snake costume. Like, that was the best section of the movie, and it was also be- the best sex scene in the entire movie. Yeah. Like, it's this movie started off strong. It, it came out the door, like, fucking just busting through, like, the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love just, like, the confidence of the film to be, like, we're doing something kind of out there. You know, the fruit thing is not going to be everybody's jam. We're doing something so ridiculous the fucking snake guy is just hysterical and every time it cuts back to him and there's like a rattlesnake noise and also he's not a rattlesnake he's like a different kind of thing well what other sounds do snakes make a hiss like he's like sticking his tongue out and like (laughs) hissing sounds too much like peeing and this is not that kind of film it could have been though it was was getting out of control not not urine out of control quick (laughs) (laughs) but yeah for it and they just stand by it and to have the balls like because like honestly nothing that's going on here is particularly sexy like it's very comedic but it's not particularly hot yeah but because we have these two hot performers who are given it their all like it was a little spicy not gonna lie you know and that i think takes some confidence right here and i was talking about that earlier today you know because like this movie it kind of loses some of its comedy towards the end or, like, towards the, like, later middle. You know, I think they kind of drop the ball yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't sustain um, it. But the parts that are funny are, like, legitimately really, really funny. And I feel like 
I personally just like as someone who writes comedy, performs comedy, enjoys it, like this is my preference, you know, I like, you know, when we talked about Deep Throat, like I think that when something is funny, it makes it more accessible, it makes it more enjoyable, it makes you relax, it makes you get into it, you know, so I am all about let's combine sex and comedy, like that is my fucking jam. But also with that being said, I feel like comedy is such a smart angle to take, especially nowadays, like we can watch people fuck whenever we want. And, and even at that time, you know, like there were a lot of these movies coming out. Like what is making this stand apart from anything else? You know, why are we going to go see that one and not this one? Just making something sexy like is not enough. Like it's not enough to captivate an audience, you know? Like if I told someone, oh, you should watch this movie. Oh, really? Why? Oh, it's just really hot. They'd be like, okay, like I could pull up something hot. Like at any time, you know, something well, that I might find more hot than what you do, you know? It's very subjective, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's like, it's, oh, dude, it's bizarre. It's funny. Like, you have to see this. Let me just show you this clip. It's fucking weird, you know? Like, people are going to be like, ooh, what? Like, I want to see it. And it's like, the fact that you have two attractive people having sex, like, the movie, it just is going to be hot. You know, watching yeah. people fuck is like kind of inherently hot, you know? So it's like, don't worry about it being hot. Like, worry about it being entertaining. Worry about it being interesting. Make it fun and funny. And then like, people will inevitably find excitement out of that too, you know? Well, and I always think back to something that you said when we were talking about Deep Throats. And that is, it starts off and they had the mindset of, we are going to start off and we're going to make you laugh so that we will relax. And then we're going to get you turned on. We're going to make you laugh a little bit more. Now you're more relaxed. Now you're into the whole thing. And we literally watched that happen when we played Deep Throat for a bunch of our friends. And just, you know, they come in and even though you're open-minded about it, there's still going to be a little bit of nervous tension about, oh, I'm going to watch like people like fuck in front of a bunch of other people. Like that's going to be inherently uncomfortable for a lot of people. And the second that the movie is just like, hey, man, don't worry about it. We're here to have fun. Then, like, that gets inside of you. You're chilled out. You're relaxed. And then on top of that, if it's like, oh, yeah, and also, these people are fucking hot. Like, I am getting down watching them go at it. Then the whole thing really works. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're just going straight forward and you're just like, these people are hot. And, like, watch them have sex. But we're also going to have this, like, real tight, like, fraught drama that's gonna kind of bore a lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean, it's entertainment. That's what it's supposed to do, and that's what this does. Yeah. They nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you totally nailed it. And we're we're only through the first section at this point. Yeah, I think that was the best. That was yeah. my favorite part. I thought that was so funny and so good. I still just can't get over the snake. Like, everybody needs to just watch that part. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> God, the fucking sunglasses and the cigar and his narration. It's just fabulous. It's just everything about it is great. Yeah. And then and then what happens at the end of the section? Like, isn't it the the whole thing of like they get banished from the Garden of Eden? Yeah, so at this point they're and, just in the bizarro interpretation. Of... They're just totally plowing and like they're just going full force at this point. And then like the security guards are like, hey, like in a probe, so like get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. And so they're like, Oh, better our clothes back on and buggy. You Did know? you guys eat the fruit? No, no. It's all over you. It's inside you. <laughs> <laughs> we can see. <laughs> the receipts are here. We told you not to touch the fruit. Oh, God. That was so funny. And the snake is like, she's like, hey, they said not to touch anything. And he's like, that guy started working here yesterday. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then it goes from this and it goes back to the ship. And, like, she keeps hitting the robot. I forget the robot's name. Mentor. Mentor, yeah, Mentor. She keeps hitting Mentor with questions. And he's just like, oh, God, leave me alone. I don't know the answers to this. Why must you make me answer? Like, he's just, he's so browbeaten by her. But it's like, what have you got to do? You're like a robot on this ship that's, like, going to be out here for eternity. You can't die, like... This has got to be the most entertaining thing that's ever happened to you. Oh my god, and and of course she did another costume change. Yeah. After each story, she is in a new outfit. Which, again, it's like, is he putting her in these different outfits? Is she doing this herself? Who knows? Why? It's a mystery. <laughs> Stay tuned. Maybe they'll explain it. <laughs> and so then she's like, wait. 
wait, so what was up with that weird snake? And he's like, that was the devil. And she's like, whoa, what's the, what's the devil? And he's like, oh, let me tell you about the devil. Like, and so then this takes us into the Dracula silent film section, which, again, fantastic, like, commitment to a bit. They do it all with, what is it, the silent films? They have, like, the dialogue cards. Yeah, <laughs> which was really funny because... In the version I was watching, like, you could clearly see that they had, like, black construction paper. And then, like, the the paper that they used to tape on with the words on it, like, didn't quite match. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, for someone like me, I was very distracted by it. And I was like, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just read what it says and get on with it. And what it says is pretty funny. They're busting out, like, jokes and shit, too. Yeah. Um, and also, it was really well done. The acting, I thought, was really, really good, too. Like, because it feels like silent film style acting. Like, the really big expressions. Yeah. And it, it was really, really funny. So it's like this, it's kind of, you know, Rocky Horror type scenario. This couple, their car breaks down. They go into this, you know, castle or whatever. And there's, like, a hot Dracula. And there's, like, a guy in a Nixon mask or something. That was weird. Which I think he was supposed to be the devil. And he's just hanging out with Dracula? I don't know. That was a little I, unclear. Yeah, that, that was unclear. Like, to me, it felt more like they sent someone down to the store to get a mask, and, and they just picked out a Nixon mask. And they're just like, fuck, we gotta shoot this. The actors are already on set. Or like, are they This guy's already some, got a boner. Like, I guess we gotta fucking go for it. Just put the fucking mask on. political commentary. <laughs> Mentor's got some hot takes on fucking Nixon's politics. Yeah, he's like, that was the guy was a real dick. He was the devil. (laughs) (laughs) He like totally sucked, man. (laughs) I did not vote for him. Now this is this is something where I've got to again I've got to make a criticism of the film. Did not like that it was the way that they did it. I wish they would have not done kind of the kind of stuff. Um, problematic. Yeah, it's problematic. They knock out her boyfriend and then like they pick her up and throw her over their shoulders. And it's the whole thing of like, no, wait, no, stop. Don't do that. Oh, this feels good. Okay, I'm on board with this. Oh, all right. And I know. she loved it. It wasn't yeah. problematic. What's wrong with that? Like... Yeah, she was only fighting a little bit. She was only fighting a little. Then she got into it. It's cool then. I wish that what they would have done is like shown that like, Dracula's a super seducer. Like, he's got these powers where he can, like, look at someone in the eye and, like, kind of sort of hypnotize them and, like, really tap into, like, your feelings of sensuality. He's able to, like, convey, like, a sense of eroticism that is hard to resist, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of do it that way. And maybe, can you distract my boyfriend? Like, I want to get a piece of, you know, this Dracula dick Mm -hmm. Um, and go about it that way. But, you know, they go on and they, they do, like, their whole sex scene. And it's kind of weird, like, a guy in a Nixon mask. Okay, like, I gotta see. Like, I gotta the Dracula see. guy, like, he's hot. He looks like a porn actor. He's got a big dick. And for some people that are, like, turned on by, like, vampires and shit like that. I feel like that's very much a thing. They'd be turned on by that. But then you've got, like, this gross-looking, like, guy in a Nixon mask also getting in on the action, too. And it's just like, ugh. Okay, but that's what I gotta say. I respect the film because there's nothing inherently sexy about that. You know? Like, they're not worried so much about, is this hot? They're like, what would be funny? What do we want to do? And I gotta say, like, as problematic as it is, the Three Stooges style chase scene was very funny. I was cracking up when they were running around the room and they're stepping on the guy each time. He's like, oh! And like, jumping up in the air. That was funny. It was legit funny. Because they give them, like, you know, their drinks, and the it's spiked, and the boyfriend, like, passes out, and immediately the little dialogue card, he never could hold his liquor. Like, she's <laughs> roasting him the whole time, which is so funny. Um, which is why it would have made more sense for her to be like, hey, let me see what you got going on, Count. Mm-hmm. God, it was so, the dick reveal was so good, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh, what big eyes you have. Oh, what big teeth you have. What a big... And then it's like, it shows the dick, but just the way it's framed is like he's flapping the cape and just like, you know, leaning forward and like just the fucking dong. It's like the low angle looking up at it all majestic. (laughs) And all of this in black and white too. Oh 
Oh, it's so good. And she's just like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was really The overreactions. That was really great. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was so good. The Nixon is too much. Yeah. The whole thing was a bit much. At least they didn't try to do the thing to where, like, he's using the Nixon nose to, like, you know. Um, they did a little bit of oh, that. Oh, did they? They... Okay, I must have been looking away when that happened. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, don't do this. And, like, subconsciously in my brain was just like, oh, what's that over there? And then I missed it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God they didn't do it. <laughs> no, they didn't, like, they didn't do it with it. But they were definitely messing around with it. <laughs> but you know what? I respect the commitment to comedy. Well, here's another problem that I have with this movie. There's a lot of really unsexy, like, ass fingering. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Like, every scene of the movie, there's at least, like, a few seconds of just <laughs> jabbing a finger, like, aggressively in somebody's butt. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, just for me, I'm just like, look, like... That can feel really good if you do it right. If you just jab a finger into someone's butt, like, that's not going to feel all that great. And the way they were doing it, I was just like, oh, man. Like, it's just one of those, like, little pet peeve things to where, you know, when they're doing the peaches, maybe it felt awesome for the actress to have a bunch of sticky-ass um, peach, sure smelly not. peach juice all over her. <laughs> you know, and maybe they're just like, oh, yeah, jab that finger in my ass. Like, be a little more, you know, like, come on, sensual about it. You got to spit on it. You got to spit on it yeah. first. Yeah, spit on it, like rub the spit in a little bit with your finger, go clockwise and then counterclockwise, and then a little bit of swirling back and forth, and then slowly start to insert it in. That's the way that you do it. You don't just. Oh, I've got a finger in my they were ass pressed now. Pressed for time, they had yeah. to just They're get like, right to. Hurry, it. hurry! Put your finger in her ass. Should I wet it first? No, just jam it in there. We don't have time for that. We, have we a, don't have time to be we sensual. We have a packed schedule today. We got these fucking football players we got to get in here. Oh, God. Okay, and then this is, I think this is where the movie started to fall apart a little bit. Yeah. So then the next thing is after they tell this story, which is somehow supposed to explain the devil to her, but it kind of didn't, you know, because I still wasn't sure which character was the devil, so it was not explained well to me. <laughs> and then it she's was like, more like the concept, the the concept of the devil. It was it was a very conceptual thing mm, rather than okay, like okay. a single individual. But I don't see how that is more helpful of an explanation Look, than the snake. Worry. We got to get to the next scene. Just got to get to the next scene. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll figure it out later. So then she's like, "Wow, so." Did people only fuck for, like, evil? (laughs) And then, uh, then the robot is like, no, sometimes people fucked, like, just for the sheer sport of it. And cut to, like, a Super Bowl game, which, very high production value. We have a packed stadium. We have, like, the two teams. We have the cheerleaders. We got, like, a lot of extras. We got- Don't mind the fact that when they show the stadium shots and the football action, they're wearing different uniforms. Like, don't oh, mind that. They? I yeah. didn't even notice that. <laughs> that the field looks completely different when it's the actual actors together. But that was something where I watched that... Obviously, of course, they're using some stock footage for, like, the football shots. But then when they have the actual, like, actors on the field, they have a full 11-on-11 lined up out there. Um, And the guys, they're all wearing full football uniforms. That's not something that's, like, all that cheap, even back in in the 70s. Like, that takes some time. You've got to cast all of these actors. And then you have to, like, choreograph them doing this whole scene where they dogpile on to one of the players. And people could have gotten hurt doing this. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, maybe they did. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like everybody walked away except for our main quarterback guy, which I forget his name. But, uh, but yeah, he gets dogpiled, gets hurt, has to get carted off the field. Okay. But, of course, before that, we see... So, not only do they have all the players on the field, they have a whole bench full of players... And they have half a dozen cheerleaders. This whole thing, I feel like, needed a little bit more detail. Because maybe I'm just dumb and I just don't know anything about sports, which, true. (laughs) But I feel like the first two sections, like, 
they're really doing a bit, you know? They've, like, decided, like, what it is. Like, it's Adam and Eve meets Greece. It's Nixon meets Dracula. It's, you know, like, they're having, like, a shtick, you know? And then this is just, like, football player. So it's, like, what exactly is going on here? Because every other scenario has, like, existed in a world that is very much not our world, you know? Which I love. I love heightened scenarios. I love, like, that's something I love so much about Deep Throat is it's, like, we're playing everything straight here. Like, this is just a world where people act like this and behave like this and things just are silly and sexy and ridiculous and that's just the universe that these people exist in, you know? And so that's what it felt like with the first two sections. It's like this robot is giving his warped interpretation of humanity, which he has not seen or experienced, so he's kind of making shit up or, like, just being totally ignorant about certain things, you know? So it's like we're painting a picture of, like, a very specific reality. Whereas this one, what exactly this reality is, what the rules of this are, like, was not clear to me. Because it's like, it seemed dirtier than like regular football like our regular world you know like the cheerleaders are like saying all these sexy things like in the cheer the commentator is making all these like double entendres while they're doing the game you know but it's like it still seems like it's a regular football game right like it's not like oh people are gonna have sex on the field or something which like that's what i feel like it should have been and they were even like talking about the stakes of like oh if we lose this game like the coach is saying if we lose this game i'm gonna lose my job but you know, they're also saying, like, we're in the Super Bowl, and it's like, dude, they don't fire the coach who loses the Super Bowl. Like, that, that does not happen. It. He's still yeah. doing it. But it's like, yeah, like, it was too, I guess, just too realistic. Like, it seemed like just a regular football game. And it's like, I think it would have been much funnier if, like, the robot, like, doesn't know what football is, because why would he? And so it's like some something with balls or something with, you know, like, and made it like, oh, it looks like a football game, but when they actually get on the field, like, they're just fucking, or they're just doing this, or they're just, you know, and like... Or even if the robot, like, gets confused about the dual meaning of, like, saying, like, he scored, and it's like, you know, the guy who gets a touchdown gets to pick a cheerleader and fuck her right there, you know? Like, if that were the the whole scenario but instead it's again it's problematic um because the guy gets knocked out carted back to the locker room and then the cheerleaders are like oh let's go back there and see if we can revive him and you can guess where it goes from there which also was just kind of i don't know there wasn't a lot to it you know yeah he's just laying there they're just rubbing up on him doing their thing whatever you know and it's like there's nothing really funny about what's happening here to me there's nothing particularly sexy going on but see that's the thing too like we're saying earlier like if you just try to make something sexy it like may or may not land and it's gonna different people are gonna find different things sexy you know which i guess is true for comedy like we don't all find the same things funny but it's like if you're at least making the effort to do something with some spectacle with some absurdity like you're gonna be getting that sort of reaction and it's like since they're not doing that it's just like am i personally finding this erotic yes or no you know and no i kind of i wasn't really getting into it you know well like Um, when they start talking about like you know rub smelling salts on your on your pussy and then put it on his nose to wake him up and it's like I mean, obviously that's not real smelling salts because you would not want to put that anywhere near (laughs) your fucking vagina. Don't try this at home, kids. (laughs) Like, many young cheerleaders, like, had their entire weekends ruined after they watched this. And they're like, oh, I'll try that. And then just screaming coming out of the bathroom. Also gotta say the pacing got a little janky around here too. Yeah, this, this scene section's goes on a lot way longer. Too long. And I don't know why it was longer. Did they feel like this was just more hot? So they wanted to show you more of it? See, this is where like once once I got to this section, that's when I started thinking about like, okay, what is this movie like doing? And I, I started to feel like maybe what happened was that they had shot like some of these scenes. And they were trying to, like, maybe figure out a story as they were shooting them. And they're like, this is too good to just be published as a loop. But at the same time, there's not enough here to be its own entire story. 
and then that's when they conceptualized the the whole wraparound with Star Virgin and Mentor, like explaining the history of sex to her. But within the context of that, it's like this doesn't really fit in. What it feels like is they were just like, oh, well, what's something that's like kind of sexy? And it's like, oh, the fantasy of of the the football player getting with the cheerleader. And then it's like they chose the weirdest, most problematic, bizarro way for like the cheerleaders to hook up with the star player on the team. You could very easily do a thing of like, oh, you won the big game. And it's like, oh, let's celebrate. And it's like, let's celebrate right here in the locker room. And then they just go at it instead mm-hmm. of like having them like fucking rubbing themselves on top of a guy who's knocked the fuck out. But yeah, the whole thing goes on for too long. And honestly, same for me. It wasn't that sexy. Yeah. You would think that two cheerleaders getting down with the with a football player in the locker room, that'd be kind of hot. Somehow they managed a way to make that not that hot. See, I feel like the trash can robot or the snake smoking a cigar, like I think that's a lot hotter. I think we should have had just more of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get the just get the snake to come back in there and be like, "Oh, girls, if you want to know the way to wake them up, here's what you got to do. Go grab that can of peaches over there." God, you know what? No. <laughs> I gotta be honest, like, during some of the funnier scenes, I was finding myself getting a little bit turned on, because I think I was just having a good time, like, I don't know. (laughs) See, you should have, you should have been, like, a film critic back when these movies were coming out, and you would have been, like, the loudest voice, like, saying, like, these are real movies, you need to go see this movie! Stop trying to ban them, you fascist! You know what I want? I want a comedy that has some sex in it. More so than a porno that has some jokes in it. Yeah. And the first half of this movie felt like a comedy with sex in it. And that's what I like. I wish it would have stayed more like that. Yeah. Because then the next part of the movie, like, just... It just loses steam even worse. Because now, and this was pretty funny, because this is, like, going back to, like, the robot and, like, what his vibe is, you know? Because now she's getting, like, so hot and bothered. And she's, like, trying to grind up on the robot and shit <laughs> in a different outfit yet again. We've had another costume well, change. Well, of course. Of Why course. wouldn't they? <laughs> we have the budget. Yes. We have the outfits. <laughs> And now the robot is like, yeah, bitch, like, you want to hear something really dirty, be-boo-be, <laughs> you know? Well, is this the point where he, like, throws a dildo at her? No, not yet, okay. not yet, not yet. <laughs> what did he say? But it is like, the point where, like, his boss, like, starts yelling at him, and he's like, what the fuck is going on down there? <laughs> Nothing, it's all fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> Your temperature readings are off the scale. It's like there's, like, someone with a hot, moist vagina down there setting off the reeds. You know what he says in the robot voice? He says, this will make your pushy really gushy. (laughs) (laughs) Which, that's the only way you can say that without it being, like, gross and weird and uncomfortable is to do it in a British-accented robot voice. And this is like, good. yes, it is making my pushy all gushy. <laughs> and so now he's just telling her just some fresh shit, like, just for the sake of being fresh. Like, there's no question being asked here. There's no, like, what are we trying to explain? What's the story? It's just like, hey, want to hear something hot? And so then the premise of this one is this chick is at, like, a strip club, and she's lighting a match with her vagina and, like, just doing weird shit. Like... And then all these guys are like, damn. That's yeah, like I got badass. real worried when I saw that. I got real worried when I saw I was like, where is this going to go? I thought that was kind of cool, oh, though. God. I was like, kind of impressed. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, just, game. I get uncomfortable when it comes to, like, people doing, like, weird parlor tricks with their <laughs> genitals. Like, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> we know what that's meant for, and it's not meant for shooting ping pong falls across the room. This cooch has the range. It's very talented. <laughs> no one's going to put you in their basketball halftime show. <laughs> well, maybe they should. Now Miranda and her world-famous vagina. So then this other chick, this waitress or whatever, is walking around, like, talking to guys, being like, damn, you thought that was crazy. Like, 
You gotta come check this shit out. And so then cut to another location. They're at some underground club and there's like 15 dudes in here and they're like, damn, why is this shit so expensive? What are we gonna see? And basically, all these guys, they give them a vibrator, which I could not handle looking at all these like 70s vibrators. Like, they look so weird. Like, Like, I'm surprised that Mentor didn't like describe them as being like medieval torture devices because this section wasn't funny at all and it wasn't even trying to be funny like i guess the football one like i didn't think it was that funny but like there were a couple parts like the dirty cheers and like the you know little sexy like whatever like they're doing something and it's like oh clearly like you know football player cheerleader it's such a trope it's such a porn yeah, thing th- like that one I, still I had it, like you know? a sitcom sort of vibe to yeah, it yeah this is just full on porn just completely dirty just like no humor no lightness at all like it was almost like, like this section was from a different movie it did feel like it was from a different movie and it was very jarring and very strange and so they have these two chicks come out and these guys are just having a free for all just like fucking playing with these little gadgets and touching them and doing their thing you know and this like orgy kind of breaks out you know but it's like there's nothing happening you know like yeah like it's just it's just a big group sex section and whether it's the woman or one of the men like to me this is like a nightmare scenario Wait, why? Why? Like, I'm just like, two women having to walk into a room of horny men like that with these awful looking, like, dildos and vibrators. I know, I didn't like that. And just getting, like, every orifice, like, pummeled. And I could, you know what? I was worried it was going to go a a lot more uncomfortable than it actually did. I couldn't decide if this was hot or weird. I kept going back and forth. That's honestly like what I thought about watching this. I was like, is Vic into this? Like, oh God, why? Why would you think that? Because like the the whole thing, (laughs) the, the this. This scene? Oh, God. <laughs> sex like, I watched that, and you and I had completely different reactions to it. And so when I saw this scene, I was like, is this the scene where we're going to have totally opposite reactions to it? But, like, I don't know. Well, I was torn. Okay, because here's why. Okay. One, the vibrators grossed me out. I thought they were weird looking. I thought it was so... I was just, the funniest thing too is that all of them have a plug. Like, they have to be plugged into the wall. <laughs> so I'm like imagining, like, just the logistics. Do we have a power strip somewhere? Like, what's going on? They're like blowing a fuse and they're like, oh, yes! the lights went out. I definitely feel like on the actual <laughs> set of the film, the they couldn't have turned all these on, you know? Like,. So that was weird to me. They looked ugly to me. So I just didn't yeah, like that. That's you know? the other thing is like 70s like sex toys are always this weird off color. They're supposed to be flesh colored, but it's like, dude, if somebody's flesh is that color, take them to the hospital. Something is fucking wrong like with jaundice them. or something. Yes. <laughs> It's like jaundice or like burn victim, oh, like God. skin graft. It's just gross. It was just yeah. weird. So, okay, so that I hated. And also just personally, I'm so not a fan of vibrators. Like, it, it's detached. I don't like it. Like, it's just a cold piece of nothing. Like, I hate it. I hate well, if it. anything, like, people like us watching this today, it should give us a sense of pride in that, like, damn. Sex toys have come a long way. They've really evolved. Because sex toys now are fucking awesome compared to the shit that people were having shoved up inside them back then. Yeah, that was another part where I just like saw it and I watched it go in and I just imagined what that would have felt like and was just like, ew. But that's what I'm saying. Like for the women, for the for the performers, like because there's two women and there's like at least a dozen guys. Okay, so here. Going back though, did I think it was hot? Yes or no? Okay, that the vibrators not hot. Any of the men in the room not hot. But the idea of a bunch of dudes being like, "Oh shit, that's a little bit hot right there." Also, just the sheer showmanship of it as a performer. I love the thought of doing fresh shit for a crowd. Like I love that. I thought that was very hot. Um, and I think too, just the kind of like 
I don't know, just like debaucherous, like free for all, like energy going on. I think that's a little bit hot too. So there were parts of it where I'm like, wait a second, okay, I I can fuck with this. And then I watch it a little bit more, and I'm like, mm, but not in this specific way. You yeah, know? like it was it was something to where it didn't repulse me enough to turn me away, but also like I kept watching it because. It had a little bit of like a train wreck sort of like vibe to it. <laughs> yeah. Of like, oh, I can't stop watching this. I also and not the because music I'm particularly turned on. Yeah, the music was It was weird. creepy at the beginning. So some of the stuff that I did like about it. So first it's you know, it's them watching the performances and then they all come back to this room. And as soon as they come back to the room, it's just like some shit's about to go down. Like, just- all these guys in here, it's like, there's not going to be one woman for every guy. Like, they're going to have to, like, take turns. We're going to have to collab um, here. Yeah. And then, like, first this, like, really cute-looking woman walks in. Oh, and she's she like, cute. hey, guys. Like, what's going on? Like, are you guys off Eddie and stuff? And I was just like, oh, no. All of them on her? <laughs> no. Poor. Like, but, um, but, yeah, she tells them, she's like, go ahead and start getting naked. And, like, for me, if I was one of those guys, like, that's the moment to wear... I realized that You're like, I'm I have in to leave. over my head. I gotta go. I'm in over my head. Hey, my I'm mom like... just called. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I should go now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes me think of, like, anytime you go to, like, the biggest water slide at a water park and you start climbing up to the top and if you ever get, like, that pinch of, like, doubt of, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> and then you're just like, but the embarrassment of, like, turning around and walking all the way back down. Like keeps pushing you forward. <laughs> so, I'm already here. I have to. And I thought one of the things that they actually did really well, and this this kind of took it back toward the same energy that the previous stuff had, but the guys, they had kind of a, like a real natural improv of like, they were kind of joking around with each other of like, oh, let's see. Like, I forget exactly what they said, but like some of the joking stuff they're saying, it was like the kind of stuff you'd say if you were like a little bit nervous about a situation, but you're trying to play it off and you're trying to make yourself and the other people around you feel more comfortable. Mm, yeah. And like in that moment, okay, these guys aren't all like total like creeps or anything like that. But then, so the, the two actual um, women that are going to get fucked walk in, it gets into like just this big kind of drawn out orgy scene with them with a lot more like, unsexy butt fingering <laughs> thrown in there but it's just like the whole thing of like you're sitting there and it's like what's the etiquette of this like you don't know you just have to kind of go with it and like read you the know, room as one might say yeah read the room and like you know do you apologize if your balls are touching another guy's balls or do you just <laughs> pretend like oh it's fine i'm just gonna keep going and then like the funniest thing was is most of the guys in there were all guys that looked like they were in their mid-20s to, like, maybe early 40s. Except for one fucking guy. One of these guys did not belong. There was a guy that was older and heavier, and it was just kind of like, who brought their dad oh, to I this fucking orgy? <laughs> no, because toward the end, they kept cutting back to him, and I don't know that I ever actually saw him fuck, but I definitely saw him, like, trying to, like, keep it hard and beat off while, like, everybody else is fucking. And I was like, stop cutting to this guy. Like, I don't need to know that your dad's there. Why are you body shaming, age shaming? This man wants to participate like anyone else. Like, when I'm watching porno, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be reminded of, like, oh, yeah, this is the shit that my parents were watching when when it was new. <laughs> So, like, that whole thing goes down, and it's just like... I also right, love man. how it just, like, abruptly ends. Like, they're yes! just like, alright, guys, time's up. <laughs> <laughs> we do five shows a week, so definitely come back. Like, the girls just start elbowing their way out of there, and then the one and girl comes scene. back in, and she's like, alright, guys, put your clothes on, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys are like, oh, man, right, it's over, alright. I love that they all clap, and they're all very respectful. <laughs> Like, nobody's like, hey, I wasn't done. They're just like, damn, those chicks yeah. really nailed it. Good for these them. Guys, yeah, these guys were very chill for, like, a bunch of horny dudes, like, in a surprise kind of orgy. With a mob mentality. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the thing. Is I, was, I was worried it was going to go very wrong. 
So kudos to them for, for being respectful, for being polite about it. Respecting the efforts of the performers. And then we cut back to the ship with oh. Mentor and Star Virgin. See, okay, I'm really glad it ended on this note because that section just... It, it felt so weird to me. Like, completely different tone. Once again, a very long section. So the pacing was off, you know? Like, the first two, it's like we have this, like, super absurd, super stylized, super comedic, just, like, bang, 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 quick, you know, little section. And then it's, like, a slightly longer, slightly less funny, and then, like, a very long, like, super graphic, very much grounded in, like, a sleazy reality, like, not funny at all. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean... I personally wish it would have been funnier. I think both just for my own preference, but also for the overall kind of consistency of the tone of the film. I think it should have been funnier, but also like it should have leaned more into like, I don't know, like if you're going to do like, oh, the whole thing is like sleazy nightlife or whatever, then like do sleazy nightlife. Like give me some Dixie Ray style, but make it goofy over the top. Like a 1920s burlesque club. Give me, like, flappers and champagne room. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's do, like, a bit. You know? You could make it just as raunchy. But, like, let's make it have, like, a style. Let's make it feel, like, of a, of a moment, like, in its own reality. You know? Like, that. that's what I wanted. So that was disappointing to me. Um, but then after that, they do end on a solid note. And we have, you know, back on the ship, she's rolling around in bed all naked, just getting, like, so into it, trying to jerk off, but, like, doesn't really know how to jerk off, um, which is tragic. And then the (laughs) robot is, like, trying to, like, turn different knobs and, like, somehow fix the -the off-the-charts vibes readings that are getting explosive. And this is when we have the guy on the intercom. The top bulb on the vibometer blows up. <laughs> you have 30 seconds to get your shit together or we're disconnecting you. <laughs> and he's like, ay, 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 ay. And then he's like, he's like, oh my God, let me help you. Let me ease the pain. And he gives her like a lightsaber to like jerk off with. <laughs> like a plastic lightsaber with the fucking... And- and she starts shoving it in there and doing her thing and having her mind like totally blown. And then at some point, I get, I don't know if they do get disconnected. I don't know if the ship is blowing up or I don't know if she finally like gets off and then just like chills the fuck out. I don't know. But the thing, like, I don't know what that fucking money shot was. It came out of the, the lightsaber, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, she's jerking off. There's no dude in the mix. There's not even a robot attached to this thing, you know? And then just this, as she's finishing, there's this spooge that comes out, but it's like yeah. so much of it. It's like, like white, like not like clear, like white, white and like thick, like some tapioca pudding. or like, Dude. It was kind of gross. If I was like a 13 year old boy and like watching this and I saw that scene, I would just be like... Like, what? What's wrong with mine? It's like, is it supposed to do that? Yeah, that was like super weird. Like, That's like you save up, like you haven't jerked off in like 15 years. <laughs> and then it all just comes out at once. Just, it's just a rope. <laughs> <laughs> like you can literally tie shit together with it. No, like, yeah, it just is like streaming out. Like that was one of the things... Until you said that, like, I had blocked that out of my memory. Because I, I, like, I watched it. I actually didn't it. notice it the first time. And then I backed I it up I and I watched it again. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was so, it like, came out of weird. Because it came out of the thing, not out of her, right? That, yeah. That wasn't supposed no. to be her load, right? <laughs> no. Like, how could she produce a load like that? I don't know. I can't produce a load like that. I'm supposed to. <laughs> yeah. No, that was super weird. And, like, that's one of the things, like, watching these movies... There is just, like, weird shit that they'll put in there because it's a very specific audience. And, like, it's not it's not like the wide-release films to where if you put in something super fucking weird, you probably wouldn't even get to the point of getting a wide release because at some point in the screening process, someone would be like, what is that? you got to take that out. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, we'll With do whatever movies, we though, want. Yeah, they can literally do whatever they want. And so when you see them do something like that, you're like, the fuck is going on? And there's no explanation for it. And it's like, well, that's all, folks, you know. <laughs> da, 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 da. And they wrap it up and you're just scratching your head. And for some people, like, they've got a confused boner in their hand being like, 
Am I supposed to be turned on? Should I be turned on? Is it weird if I, I am say turned yes, on? Yes, right. <laughs> That's just not something that you know does it for me. But also, it's because it's not fucking natural. So that was super weird. There's so much about it that's that's intentionally funny that like succeeds, and there's some stuff about it that's funny in like this bizarre like weird way of like a culture that just doesn't exist anymore, and like just somebody's weird idea that nobody else thought to be like, hey, don't fucking put that in the movie. You know what? I love that though. Like I love this just like wild west of filmmaking. Oh yeah, I like I think weird it's shit. Fucking and- fun. I think it's like I'm just imagining. <laughs> I feel like this would have been such a fun movie to be a part of. Yeah. Like. Especially those first couple segments. Like, I feel like it would have been so funny and fun on set doing this. Like, whoever built that robot costume. I'm just imagining the guy, like, tries it on for the first time and, like, walks out to show everybody and everybody laughs. Like, you know? I think it would have been so fun. When the movie starts off, you know, and there's there's that great voiceover, and she is the star virgin. And then it... Cuts to the ship, and it's just the fucking, this ugly-ass trash can robot walking around. And I'm just like, yes! Yes! I also just love, like, every time the robot's, like, doing something. Like, there's a part where he's, like, watering the plants, and the plants are, like, fucking robot plants. Like, that was so funny. Yeah, there's there's a lot to like about this movie. And I think, I think the stuff to like about this movie far outweighs, like, the stuff that is problematic or just weird and bizarre. Yeah. Um, I think it ends really strong, too, because then they're like, wow, and then her load was actually the Big Bang, and it brought humanity back. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, okay, well, there's your explanation, man. You have to bust so hard that you, like, birth all of humanity at once. Yeah. And then she's, like, explaining to them, well, sex is this thing when, like, a snake man tells you to pour peaches on someone. <laughs> and then they kick you out of the Garden of Eden. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I dig it. And, you know, definitely, uh, I don't know why I didn't think before that Flesh Gordon is something that we should watch. But, you know, I think I think we should go and check it out. Dude, I'm down. From what I remember, I think it does have some comedy in it. Like, it's it's meant to be a spoof. Yeah. And fucking who knows if, like, the sex is anything that, like, we're going to dig. But if the rest of the movie is as entertaining as this was. Hey, if there's good costumes and a couple of jokes, (laughs) I'm into it. I am into it. Yeah. Oh, the costumes were great. Yeah. I got to say, like, the production value of this has got to be up there with, like, um, Dixie Ray. Because that was, like, the best thing about about Dixie Ray. I don't know about that. I'm not saying it's as good as Dixie Ray. If I'm ranking them, it's like obviously Dixie Ray's at the top, and I think this is right underneath it. You know what I think is a little hard about this? Because it definitely has production value. But I feel like they're intentionally making things look janky. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that would make sense because you have an unreliable narrator that's trying to explain No, and I'm not complaining. Like, I love the style of it. I love like campy, silly, like B-movie type of stuff, which is clearly what they're going for, especially with like the sci-fi parts of it. You know, like as much as they're doing, you know, the 50s and the silent films, or, like as much as they're leaning into those aesthetics, like they're not trying to do like just, you know, sci-fi. They're trying to do like goofy b-movie sci-fi they covered a lot of ground they really did they covered a lot of ground so it's like you're looking at it and you're like oh you know this looks cheap and cheesy but then it's like to make something look so cheap and cheesy like takes skill and money you know so yeah i guess it is like pretty pretty legit production value well and then with with uh carrie clark's like outfits there were a couple of times where I, i was watching it and i was like I wonder if Vic is watching this and being like, ooh, that's a look to go for. Oh, I was definitely thinking that. I was definitely thinking that. Because I think it's like the the third or fourth outfit that she's in that almost looks like something that you already have. Damn. Yeah. I would love that. There you go. No, our photographer was watching it and he's like, damn, you guys should do something like this. What, I dress up like a trash yeah, can you robot? Can be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop, listen to, vibe talking. Nailed it. Yeah. Definitely that. <laughs> there we go. 
Well, guys, let us know what you uh, think about this. If you check this movie out, uh, hit us up. Like I said earlier, vibetalking at gmail.com. Vibetalkin, no G. Yeah, vibetalkin at gmail. The G is the G on the is mail. The Gmail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then there's also, we got our Instagram going on. Of course, the gram is always popping, both Vibe Talking and Good Vibe Cinema. Got a lot of exciting stuff going on there, including our short film, Big Feet. Mm-hmm. A hilarious Super 8 film about Bigfoot getting caught up in a sex scandal and having his life ruined. You know, I couldn't help but think about Big Feet while I was watching this. Like, just imagining, like, them trying on the robot costume and laughing was making me think of, like, all the, like, test costume <laughs> stuff we were doing for Big Feet, you know? Like, Do you think when, when they first put on the, the trash can robot costume, they did a little dance to sing music? I'm sure they did. I feel like that's what you have to do. Yeah, God, I love any movie. Like, I I hard recommend Star Virgin just because I feel like it would be fun to make this movie. And any movie that I can imagine having a good time working on, it makes me want to watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, watch that and then watch the fun shit that we've been working on. Yeah. Like I said, on, on Instagram, we've got some of the, the fun promos that we've shot. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, uh, cool pics and stuff. And, hey, we still have a Twitter twitter.com slash five talking no g so we've got that going on so reach out to us send us recommendations tell us what you thought of uh, the stuff that we've done and you can also check us out uh counterclockwise kc radio plays our episodes on thursday nights mm-hmm. 10 p.m uh central time what is that regular time what is that uh, our time so <laughs> So for Pacific time, it's going to be 8 p.m. for the East Coast. Man, you guys are going to have to stay up kind of late. It's going to be 11 p.m. But that's the perfect time to listen to some vibe talk. It is. This is a spicy after hours sort of show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, curl up on the couch, especially with this cold weather. You can't go anywhere. Like, wait, mm-hmm. the fuck are you going to do? You're going to go outside. You're going to be cold. You're going to have a cold nose. You're going to have numb hands, a face that you can't even move because it's like frozen and stuff. Or do you want to like... Curl up in bed with your lover, light some candles, and just, you know, listen to some vibe talking. that. Put on the movies while you listen to us talk about them. Like, dude, you will fucking write us love letters telling us how we are champions of, like, your love life. We have, like, (laughs) spiced up the vibes. We turn things around. You're like, instead of being outside freezing my dumb ass off, I'm inside, like, Getting all hot and sweaty, just having the best fucking time. Oh yeah, I always listen to this podcast while I'm getting down. And you know what? <laughs> My we're own podcast. We're going to write you back and we're going to be like, thank you and you're welcome. I think that's that's going to be it <laughs> for me. That's good, I like that. That's a good way to wrap yeah. it up. I like that a lot. Yeah. But hey, also, tell us what movies we should be watching. Because season two has just begun. And we have some ideas. But we're very open, open to suggestions. suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. So you never know what could happen. I know. Don't be afraid. Just reach out and hit us up. That's what's up. <laughs> All right, you guys. Stay warm out there. All right. Good night.